Blog Talk Radio. It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show. Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned into quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now. Well, good Tuesday evening to you, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. It is the second Tuesday in the month of November, and we are at election night. That's right, America. It is time to vote for the 45th U.S. president. Who will it be? Well, we should know soon enough, in a matter of hours, okay, who the next president of the United States will be. Obviously, it's looking like it will be either businessman Donald Trump or Secretary Hillary Clinton. Those are the two front runners. Now, tonight on the show, we're going to cover the election and so much more. You want to stay with us. Now, I trust you're having one phenomenal week, certainly, and cooler weather is among us as fall is here. And if fall weather has not hit your area of the country yet, it is coming, that I assure you. Well, Let's Talk America with the host Shana Thornton is a national award-winning family radio program that offers news talk to every single member of your household, regardless of age or interest. Now, we have had the opportunity to be on the air for the last three years where we have presented the exclusive interviews on so many topics out there with the leading experts, advocates, and celebrity guests. Now, we've covered topics that are relevant to health, law, politics, education, pop culture, music, and so much more. Now, right now on election night, November the 8th, I would ask that you please hashtag LTA radio. Please hashtag LTA radio, all caps or lowercase, and let others know that you are tuned in right now to your family radio talk show because we are providing exclusive coverage of the election. And we've got one phenomenal guest lineup tonight. Now, Dr. William Boone, he is a professor at Clark Atlanta University. He is back on to discuss this presidential election. He's going to break down the numbers and he's going to explain perhaps why certain populations are supporting either side. You certainly want to stay with us for this exclusive interview and Dr. Boone has seen a lot of the elections and he's going to offer his perspective. Lastly, we speak with the psychologist Dr. Frieda Birnbaum. She's going to explain the emotions surrounding this presidential election and how exactly do we heal and move on for tomorrow morning on Wednesday. She's going to share her idea with us as well. And tonight I'm very excited to also feature some exclusive clips from listeners around the country. You all have gotten in contact with us and you are offering your take on this election. It's going to be interesting to hear. You know we offer timely talk and great news and also phenomenal music here on Let's Talk America Radio. And tonight I'm excited to introduce the inspirational rapper BJ Bowman. His music will air very soon. You want to stay with us. It's a brief broadcast because we want to make sure that you are a part of election night and you can see and hear everything there is going on. Of course, our signature in the news will air in mere seconds, and that's when we highlight the top trending news of the hour. And of course, it's election day. Well, everyone, you are listening to your very own award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. We're set to kick it off now on election night. It is November the 8th, 2016, and within hours, we will know who the 45th president of the United States will be. Let's get it going. Are you looking for a company to install a security system in your home or business? Are you currently paying someone too much to monitor your existing security system? Look no further. Just call Alarm Monitoring Service of Atlanta toll-free at 844-GET-AMSA. For as low as $18.95 a month, AMSA security is fast, reliable, and rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau every year. That's toll-free, 844-GET-AMSA. 
or go to amsasecurity.com and get your first three months free along with a free home consultation. Use promo code MARCO or call Marco Robinson directly at 678-979-6744 to schedule a site visit absolutely free. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thorpe. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. Welcome back, everyone. Of course, I'd be remiss if I did not thank our national partners and sponsors. The support is priceless. Now, if you're with an organization and you're interested in collaborating with a national award-winning news talk program, simply shoot us an email. Email us at admin at ltaradio.com. Send us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com. We would love to work with you. Also, I'd be remiss if I did not thank our weekly dedicated listeners. You make all of the difference. For many of you that have cell phones, in particular iPhones, you go onto iTunes to listen to our replay podcast. And you also, of course, can find us out there on SoundCloud, TuneIn, or Blog Talk Radio. Simply search Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. We so appreciate you staying with us, listening to our live broadcast on Tuesdays here on Blog Talk Radio, and also our live broadcast on Saturdays on WAEC Love 860 AM radio station out of Atlanta, Georgia. We have gotten the feedback. Thank you for all that you are sharing with family and friends about LTA Radio. Well, everyone, it is now time for our signature in the news, and this is where we highlight the top trending news of the hour. A very quick housekeeping note, Let's Talk America Radio has collaborated with the one and only SEB-TV Channel 182 News on the Charter Network out of Georgia, and we present the televised edition of In the News there. So check it out. If you visit www.ltaradio.com, you can find that footage. Simply visit ltaradio.com and Click on the Vimeo link and you will see our televised edition of the news. We aim to keep you informed. Well, everyone, we're set to kick it off tonight on election night. Can you believe it? In mere hours, we will know who the 45th president will be of the United States. The leading front runners, of course, are Hillary Clinton, Secretary Hillary Clinton, and also businessman Donald Trump. Well, let's get set in the news. Reno passes. Janet Reno, the first woman to serve as U.S. Attorney General, has died. She was 78 years old. The Associated Press is reporting that she died early Monday from complications related to Parkinson's disease. Reno was appointed to the position of U.S. Attorney General by President Bill Clinton. In the news, a follow-up from last week's news coverage. FBI Director James Comey is on record stating that the FBI continues to stand behind his decision made in July not to recommend charges against Hillary Clinton. The announcement comes after the agency reviewed newly discovered emails. Now, if you recall, last week Comey sent a letter to Congress alerting the public to the possibility of new emails in the investigation process. And finally, in the news, the 45th president of the United States will be elected tonight. America officially voted today on November the 8th, 2016. Now, businessman Donald Trump or Secretary Hillary Clinton are expected to take the oath of office in January of 2017. Everyone, this concludes this week's edition of In the News. But let me know what you think about the election. Connect with us on Twitter, okay? You can find us at SS. Thornton. Find us on Twitter by using the handle S-S-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. And we will retweet some of your thoughts and comments and even questions. Well, everyone, I'm excited. We are covering the election, the presidential election for 2016. It's been one heated, unprecedented campaign season, and it all concludes tonight. We will know in mere hours who the president will be, okay? And also, what will be the next steps for us in healing as a nation? Because without question, this has been a very divisive campaign season. What happens tomorrow morning? Will co-workers continue to speak to each other? How about in your very own household? Are you and your partner or spouse on the same page with who you voted for? Maybe not. How can you get past that? Well, we've got two expert guests tonight that are going to break it all down for us. But first, let's hear from you as you express your thoughts on this election process. Hi. One of the um, 
things that I would like to see come out of this presidential election is the same enthusiasm, the same, the same get up and go that um, we have for this election to take place during midterm elections. I think oftentimes we tend to forget that our local election, elections that really focus on our governors um, are just as important, if not more important, than what takes place every four years. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for reaching out to us and expressing your thoughts on this election season. And we have more for you throughout the show, so stay with us. Right now, it's time for our signature inspirational quote of the night. And, of course, because we are voting, America is voting and electing the next president of the United States, we thought it was only appropriate to share a famous statement from someone who's already held the office. President John F. Kennedy once said, As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. Again, President John F. Kennedy once said, As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. I think those words speak for themselves. Our actions speak louder than words. And that's not just with politics, but that's with every aspect of life. Well, speaking of politics, we have with us tonight our featured guest. He knows a thing or two about politics. He's witnessed several elections, presidential elections, that is. And he's also a professor of political science at the one and only the acclaimed Clark Atlanta University. I'm talking about the one and only Dr. William Boone. He's going to offer his analytics on this entire presidential race. And it's been one heated, interesting one. He's also going to talk about some of the local races. We cannot forget the local elections taking place throughout the the United States. Well, stay with us, and we will be back on in seconds, okay? There's a lot happening tonight. It is election night, and you're listening to the one and only, the award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shayna Thornton, where we offer news, talk, and music. Hey, you want to bring your career to the next level? Call United Medical and Business Institute now. 866-304-UMBI. And enroll today. You can be certified in less than a year. If you've always wanted to get into the healthcare field or you want to make more money, this is your chance. UMBI is MARTA accessible and offers flexible class schedules. Financial assistance available for those who qualify. Call 866-304-UMBI or visit them on the web at umbi.edu. Your future is only a call away. United Medical and Business Institute, where your goal become your reality. This is Atlanta-based gospel singer Davina Williams. You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com slash gospel singer. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with host Shane Thornton. Yeah. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America, with host Shayna Thornton. It is election night. It is Tuesday, November the 8th, 2016, and we will know in mere hours who the next president will be, the 45th president of the United States. Clearly, it's looking like it will either be businessman Donald Trump or Secretary Hillary Clinton. I am no expert on any of this, although it's been interesting and intriguing to watch from a distance, but we have someone on right now who spent years in the I'm talking about the one and only Dr. William Boone. He's currently professor of political science at Clark Atlanta University out of Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome back to the program, Dr. Boone. Oh, it's my pleasure, Shane, always. Thank you, sir. Now, let's get to it. You know this has been one unprecedented election campaign season. It seems to me to be one that has been very divisive. From your perspective, and you've seen, obviously, numerous campaigns, uh, presidential ones and local ones, when it's all said and done, how will this rank to you? Well, it has been very divisive. It's also been very nasty, condescending, and everything, uh, any other negative adjective you can find. Now, of course, I think sometimes we forget that America's had a lot of these kind of nasty campaigns dating back to the 1800s. But certainly in more contemporary times, uh, this is a very nasty one where the gloves seem to have been off on both sides, especially, quite frankly, from the Republican side. 
you know, and you're right, it seemed to be heated on both sides, but the Republican mm-hmm. campaign, especially in the primary side, it seemed mm-hmm. uh, that there was some name-calling early in, and with one uh, ending up being uh, the last man standing, that being businessman Donald Trump. Uh, now, we're here on election night. Uh, Marco Rubio, he, of course, he's seeking, seeking a re-election in the state of Florida as a national senator. I know we also have Ted Cruz and John Kasich. Um, John Kasich, not so quick to have endorsed him. Uh, the endorsement or the support of Cruz more so than anyone, uh, do you think that uh, will continue past tonight, even if Donald Trump is elected or not? I think it's going to be very, very tense. If, if Rubio succeeds in becoming and maintaining his seat in the Senate representing Florida and Trump happens to become president, it'll be somewhat tense. I think, you know, the Congress itself is, is very divided on Trump. The Republican side of that body is very divided on Trump. Uh, Ryan is divided. Uh, Mitchell, uh, who has the Senate at the present time, is somewhat reluctant, but he has the idea that he's going to try to work with Trump. I think they all think they will be able to control Trump in some way, because I think sometimes what we forget is that it's not necessarily it's Trump. Certainly Trump, if he wins, he'll be there. But the folk he bring in with him are the key players and when it comes to working with the Congress. You mentioned the word division, divisive. You know, this election seems to be split um, down the line. Who is against who? I mean, because I know Donald Trump says, make America great again. Obviously, there are some who are saying, uh, from their perspective, who would it be great for again when he's speaking of the past? I mean, I think there have been some, and I have been out and about, who have said, what period is he saying that it was great? These people um, have told me they're patriotic, they love America, but when he's saying make America great again, they don't see where he's saying it's downtrodden, it's not a great country. Yeah, well, what, yeah, Trump people and Trump himself, of course, have left that kind of interpretation wide open, you know, make America great again which seems to say to some of us that maybe what he's talking about in 2008 became less great, and some would argue even further back than that. But certainly what goes with that, because it's so open-ended, one, one, one can interpret it any way he wants. One can interpret it in terms of there were fewer immigrants, which has never been the case, but that imagination some. Certainly it, it appears that when Barack Obama became president, there was some ascendancy in the minds of some that African-Americans were at the top. That certainly was not the case either. But nevertheless, those perceptions were there. And I think folk are just gleaming onto that. And you couple that with the fact that good men, these folk to whom Trump is, uh, is appealing, have lost their jobs in the wake of globalization and what they perceived also as the coming in of uh, immigrants, especially Mexicans, uh, to take their jobs. So America seems to be going downhill. And that's the kind of broad interpretation that, they, that the Trump people wanted, and that's where they're getting. And that is unifying working-class whites. And that is the thing that's helped propel his nomination, his candidacy. So is this really a campaign season of progress versus non-progress, if you will? Is that fair to say? Well, I, I, think, what, what, I, think, it's, I think it's fair to say that certainly Trump is attempting to say that things are better in the past than they are in the present. And, and, you, and in order to get back to the past, you need a new regime to come in. So, yeah, I think in a certain sense you're right. You know, let's talk about uh, Secretary Clinton. Uh, she, right. if elected, would be the first female ever, clearly also the first uh, mm-hmm. first lady, a previous first lady sitting. Uh, that would be uh, two in the history books for sure. In terms of the legacy of President Barack Obama, our current 44th sitting president, does uh, Secretary Clinton, would she continue his presidency, the legacy, and a lot of the things he's endorsed, or would she set her own way? Yeah, well, there are two things, two roads she will probably take. Certainly she's going to try to set her own path, but she will continue along the same path as uh, Barack Obama. And I I would argue that because both are within the tradition of the Democratic Party as it presently exists, and that is a party that is somewhat uh, uh, center-left, will adopt some of the things that Bernie Sanders is talking about as it relates to the more specific minimum wage and other things, but certainly attempt to keep going where Democrats tend to believe they're going in terms of being more progressive than their opposition, which is the Republicans. So there'll be some, there'll be 
a Clinton stamp. There's no doubt she'll try to do that. But there will also be a continuation of what Obama has done because she needs that constituent body as well in order to push her programs forward. But she also needs to reach out uh, with that new element that is coming up through Bernie Sanders, that Bernie Sanders identified and made very vocal, gave voice to, in order to be more progressive on a good many items. You are listening to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. We are hours away from knowing who the 45th U.S. president will be. Will it be businessman Donald Trump, or will it be Secretary Hillary Clinton? Uh, either one would make history in the sense, of course, she'd be the first female. And, of course, from my understanding, Dr. Boone, am I right, that he would be the first elected to the commander-in-chief in modern times who's never held the previous elected office? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's correct. <laughs> that is correct. He never has elected office. That I, no, he never has, right. And he would be one of the first in modern times, right. Uh, it, unless you're going to count uh, Eisenhower, who was commander-in-chief of Allied Forces during World War II. Mm-hmm. Wow, and uh, and I know uh, there are some individuals who I've heard just casually say, well, Ronald Reagan had, but I think, and you would know this better than me, he was governor of California previously, yeah, yeah, so yeah, Donald Reagan Trump would be setting precedence in modern political uh, right, times, yeah, right. if you will. Since 1950s, right? Since exactly. I you know, I want to talk about uh, winning from the uh, political party system. Now, we know many people look at it and say, well, if you win the presidency, uh, you're winning overall, but I know you happen to know, being a political science a person and major and expert that it's a lot of times larger than who wins the White House, right? It's a lot of local yeah. elections and what's going on in Congress. From your perspective right now, who will come out as a winner, not just in the White House, but who's had more of a chance to put their uh, platform, if you will, out front? Who's gained more supporters and voters from this campaign season? Well, I think it's been mixed. I think the split has come. I, generally, at the moment, you think, well, let's put this way. Let's take it at the uh, congressional level. Uh, it's, it's a strong, well, the Re- Republicans will hold on to the House because the Democrats need at least 30 seats in order to maintain, to, to achieve a majority in the House. That is unlikely to happen. They stand a better shot in the Senate. They need at least five seats in the Senate to win a majority there. They may get two, they may get three, but certainly that will somewhat unsettle the Republican um, hold on, stranglehold on that body. Now, that means, of course, at that level, that you'll get more give and take and more bargaining than you got over the last eight years, at least seven and a half years, with uh, President Obama in that Congress, which was, for the most part, Republican-dominated, except for the first couple of sessions when Democrats did. Now, also, we have to think about what happens at the uh, state level. A few governorships up for grabs, Republicans dominate across the country in terms of the number of governorships held, and they have been somewhat obstructionist as well. One thinks about in a good many of these states where the legislature and the governor's seat are controlled by Republicans. They refuse to uh, expand Medicaid, which would have helped thousands of people across the country in terms okay. of medical care. So, yeah, so it does count. It does count. It does count to go down that ballot. <laughs> to vote. To, to vote uh, all the way through and not all just. All down the ballot. It really does who's at the seat. And, you know, obviously when there is a presidential election, I think there's uh is it true to say there's a higher voter turnout when that's at the yeah. top of the ballot? Oh, yeah. When the, pres- during the presidential election, the turnout is astronomical, so to speak. Just look at the vote of the African-American vote. Certainly African-American vote over the last uh, five or six election cycles for president has increased. And that vote has increased. Uh, last time around, well, and they – it was 66 percent in 2008, and about 63 in 2012. So the turnout, that is, has increased, and that's that's the same thing across the country. There's a great deal more excitement, it seems, and a great deal more um, visibility given to a presidential race. And that's why it's always tricky for people, uh, voters and citizens, that you should always look not only at that that even four-year period, but just look at what's happening in the off years, because the folk who return to Congress, the people who come, county uh, administrators and city councils, school board, those folk are just as important to your life and your life chances Absolutely. as the president. 
You know, I want to talk about the African-American vote. Um, according mm-hmm. to all of the pre-polling, and I know you've shared this when you've come on our show a few months ago, mm-hmm. that African-Americans are in support of the Democratic Party and also Hillary Clinton, overwhelmingly majority. Um, now, with that being said, um, when we complete our interview with you, we are interviewing a psychologist who shared with me previously, she believes there are people supporting businessman Donald Trump or other candidates and not as vocal about it. Do you think that's a possibility even within the African-American community? Oh, yes, without a doubt. There are African-Americans who will support and do support the Trump candidacy. And, in fact, in some interviews at uh, early voting areas across the country, you've seen a few of these people express their support for, for, for Donald Trump. Yeah, there, there, there is that kind of feeling. Uh, there are those who I, I'm not a psychologist, of course, <laughs> but but just from a political point of view, we we've seen over the years that that it's not unusual for people not to vote in what one would consider to be their best interest, and they have it confused. And there's there are those who would vote, let's say, for Trump because they would think, well, I'm not going to vote for her because she's a woman. There's that possibility as well. Okay. Yeah, all of that's involved, I think, and, and that that also crosses racial lines, with especially black males, quite frankly. I see. And would, from your perspective, I know you're a political scientist, not a psychologist, um, right. but would it probably be, I'm just, this is me saying this and not saying it's true, but likely an older African-American male who may yeah. feel that way, the latter yeah. opinion that you stated? Yeah, you get that, but you also get it in, and believe it or not, in the category is maybe 33, 35, I'm 30, 35, 40, 45 in that category too. We've seen some of that as well uh, in terms of their attitudes about that kind of macho. I mean, let's be very clear about that. That's just kind of macho piece out there as well in terms of the way Trump speaks his mind and the things that he says that are derogatory, demeaning towards women's misogynistic views and sexist views. You know, that's just what we men do, right? <laughs> I hope not. No, I hope not. Either. I know not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, let's talk about uh, race and politics. As you right. know, Donald Trump, his stance on um, with the African-American community, he said it more than once, um, and I'm paraphrasing him, but what do you have to lose, if you will? He painted a picture of the African-American community that a lot of African-Americans have shared with me that they disagree. Your thoughts? Yeah, I would disagree as well because it, it, it paints that kind of generalized uh, narrative that some have put out there that everything in the black community is out of order, that we're just living in chaos, we're afraid to come out home. That just discounts altogether all the progress that black folk have made. I mean, quite frankly, 99.9% of black folk are working. Uh, they're not in jail. The children in the school, children who go to school as if any any other community. I mean, it's just a kind of narrative that Trump has been able to light on, that he and others believe exists in the black community, and good of it. And some of that, quite frankly, may be driven by the way sometimes that the black leadership and be candid about this black leadership portrays the black community in order to get certain policies pushed. Uh, so we have to be, I think we have to be honest about that as well. But the truth of the matter is that black folk ought to be offended by the way he's painting the black community because th- that particular narrative is a false narrative that does not exist. And we have factual data. I mean, when you quote certain unemployment rates, they're just wildly off, right? They're not even accurate. And, and, and that gives the impression that the black community is, is dysfunctional. So all these things, and I think black folk who are offended, most of whom are, are looking at that when you talk about Trump. Um, And that, I think, when he went to that point, because early on I said, well, you know, Trump is offending everybody, but he's yet to offend the black community straight on. Okay. And then he did. I do want to point out um, from when I have witnessed him saying these statements, it's been in, in front of overwhelmingly majority Caucasian or white audiences. Yeah. How does that play out to the African-American well, who's watching this? Well, that is very interesting. That's a very interesting, interesting strategy on the part of the Trump people. Why not say it in front of a black audience? Because I think he knows the kind of pushback he's going to get with the black audience. Uh, <laughs> because he's really it, – it's a kind of interesting strategy that his people have put together uh, in terms of making these kind of pronouncements in front of predominantly white audiences as opposed to black audiences. Why would you do that? 
um, because he wants to put out the message that I'm not racist. Uh, and because what Trump wants to do, what his people want to do, is to try to appeal to white women and to give the impression that, indeed, he is not a racist, uh, and especially educated white women, that he's not a racist, and therefore he's, he's not really speaking to the black community. He's really speaking to that audience. He really doesn't think he's going to get that much of the black vote, probably won't, but, 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 but certainly within the single digits at most. So he's not really speaking to black folk. He's speaking okay. to white folks. You know, before you leave us, I have to ask this. Uh, the campaign season has been like one I have never witnessed, uh, just from my uh, observance. And that it also seems to be here we have Secretary Clinton, who has ran a campaign that seems very strategic. It has seemed in the traditional sense of, you know, very little, as she said, that has been offensive. I do know she said the, the comment deplorables, which she went on to apologize for. Then on the other side of the House, we have uh, Donald Trump and his campaign, where, you know, many of his arrogance have said, well, he tells it like it is and he shoots it from the hip, if you will, quote-unquote, and he's not scripted, he's not rehearsed. Do any of this, her strategic way and his way of just sort of off the cuff and they're saying no one being really able to influence him within the campaign camp, do you see this having an impact on future presidential elections? In other words, will there be more people saying, I'm not going to be rehearsed, I'm not going to be scripted, or do you think they'll continue along the way of Clinton, or does it really depend on who wins tonight, Dr. Boone? I, 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 think, right. <laughs> I think at a national level, the problem depends on who wins. If he wins with that kind of uh, what you would call unorthodox campaign, then probably get more. Now, hold in mind, a good many of those kinds of campaigns are run at the local and state level already. But at the national level, the presidential level, this is usually not done. If he wins, then maybe because what he, will bring, what he, is, what he, what he is tapped into are people who believe that that kind of campaigning uh, gives them a person who's authentic and a person who's really speaking their particular language, the un-PC person. That's what they're talking about. And I think maybe so, but but if he loses, and as some folk have said, he may lose big, uh, then that will probably not come up four years from now. Okay. And I know I'm putting you on the spot. We all will know in a matter of hours, but who would be the 45th president of the United States? Well, since it's still early, <laughs> and, and and the way things go, it depends on where we are at this point. If, if I, I think Clinton stands a, fa- a very good chance of winning, uh, the, the turnout in the Latino community okay. and will we will drive it, believe it, in certain states. I see. And before we leave, I have to ask this. Uh, does anything positive on the uphill come from uh, the Green Party or the Libertarian Party? I don't want to forget Joe Stein with the Green Party and also Gary Johnson with the Libertarian Party. Do they win any points from this? Have they gained any more supporters, or it's about uh, evens out? Well, I think the Libertarian Party has picked up a little more because it is it, becoming a viable alternative for some conservative whites as opposed to Donald Trump. So, so this viability and its credibilities, I think, is heightened a bit. The Green Party of Dr. Stein, I'm not quite sure because the message is so muzzled and it's not as focused as, as, is, the Green, as is the Libertarian. I see. Dr. Boone, it's always an honor to have you on. We will know soon enough who the 45th president of the United States will be. It's been a joy to talk with you throughout the campaign season, and we're going to have to have you back on to see whoever sits in the office takes the oath on January the 20th, 2017, how it all plays out for them. Thank you, sir. Please do. Thank you. Bye-bye. It is election night 2016, and we're going to hear from more of our listeners. Stay with us. your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. Now, you know, here on the show, we're putting the spotlight on things that matter to you. And guess what? We are here. The election 
It is time to elect and vote for the 45th U.S. president. Who will the next commander-in-chief be? Well, it's obvious there are two in the running for now. We know there are others on the ballot. But uh, clearly, I think we have to come to the conclusion that either it will be Secretary Hillary Clinton that will be elected later, or it will be businessman Donald Trump now. I want to talk about something other than just the politics of it on the national level of media. Let's talk about the emotions within yourself, within your partner, your cousin, your father, or your mom or dad. Has this election got you on edge? Are you just waiting to see what happens Wednesday morning? Well, I'm no expert at the psychology of human beings, but I'm so excited and honored to have a friend of this show back on, Dr. Frieda Birnbaum. She is a clinical research psychologist out of New York. Welcome back to Let's Talk America, Dr. Frieda. My pleasure, Shane. It's always you always make it easy and fun. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for being back on. Now we have you on to talk about many things, but we want to horn in on the election. Now, you know this. It's been an election like no other. It's been unprecedented. It's been very divisive. There have been some name calls. Uh, we've had some uh, discovery of uh, tapings, if you will, where there's been some very vulgar language used. When it's all said and done, Dr. Frieda, and you've seen, uh, obviously, several elections in your practice and in your life, where does this election season stand out for you? It's like, it's like no other that I've ever seen. Uh, I wouldn't even know this was an election if I didn't know that these people were running for presidency. Wow. Uh, it's, it's just incredible, lies and scandal. It's like watching a soap opera. That's wow. about it. You know, where are the facts are not completely there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, and that's a good point. A lot of people have described it as a soap opera. What does that mean for people's psyche or their emotional state, Dr. Frieda? Well, what it means is, you know, 70% of the public, uh, they're very stressed. And talk about friendships also, 7% are losing their friends if they talk about the other person that they're not voting for. So it's really been a situation where people want to get it over with. It's like a disease, actually. They want it to get better, hopefully. Well, it's interesting you bring that up, that friendships have been broken up, um, because I have seen both myself on Facebook and other social media outlets where people have said, I'm glad this election came up because it showed me what you really were made of. And there have been some name callings on both sides of saying, if you disagree with my politics and be, uh, unfriend me right now, we can't be friends. You know, Dr. Frieda, that seems to be a harsh stance because someone's disagreeing, or would that, from your professional opinion, be appropriate if someone happens to be a Donald Trump supporter and they, uh, there seems to be a lot of high emotion on both sides of, with the other candidates, but if they think in their mind they really dislike the politics of Secretary Clinton, are they justified in saying you're not my friend because we think different? Well, you know, we're taking this election uh, like no other election before. We're personalizing it. And so we're voting for the people uh, more than anything else. So if you want to be away from politics, if you want a change, then, you know, Trump is the one for you. And with Hillary, it's the same. And people see her as someone who's divisive, doesn't tell the truth. And they see Donald as someone who's a businessman and who's used to getting around, skirting around issues and not necessarily doing everything 100% right either, not paying his taxes. Uh, You know, a lot of what's going on in business is something that works for business but does not necessarily work uh, for the uh, middle-class America. So, you know, we're in this divide, and it's very, very stressful because when people are talking about Donald, they're not only talking about what he stands for, although we don't have enough facts, we're listening to the people talking about his personality and his language more than anything else, but he represents, as you know, uh, the working poor people who have not had a voice, and they finally feel understood. And Hillary represents everyone that Obama uh, had, all his uh, voters, uh, that nominated him. So she has a huge population of uh, minorities, of women, African American. Uh, so she has that uh, on her side. Uh, and, and with all that that she has, 
it's interesting to know that the polls are pretty close together. I think this morning it was uh, 43 for him and 46 for her. But, you know, we're getting emotional because we're talking about, it's almost as if we're talking about sexualization and, and sexual, sexualizing politics. Uh, we know about the way he spoke, just like you did mention before, and we know about how she uh, did not support the, these women that her husband victimized. So there's a lot of scandal going on. And then, of course, with the emails, you know, her husband lied one time and they were talking about impeaching him. And she lied thousands of times and it's being push, pushed away to when she becomes president. Will the vice president uh, become the president? So all this is on people's minds. There's nothing really solid, yet she's representing herself as a solid one. So anxiety is what's peaking everything. And, you know, when you can't make up your mind, it's back and forth cognitively people become much more anxious. But once they make up their mind, even if it's not 100%, they feel better. And that's why they're fighting so hard, one another, who's right and who's wrong, because they're not completely con that confident either. We are putting the spotlight on the 2016 presidential election. Within hours, we will know who the 45th president will be of the United States. Now, uh, Dr. Frieda, you eloquently described uh, both sides, uh, if you will, the Democratic side and the Republican side, where people are standing in emotion. I want to bring up the fact, obviously, that uh, Secretary Clinton is a female, if elected, if, if that possibility is there. She'll be the first female president. Now, we know from the polls, and the polls are not closed right now. We know that. But they're saying women are supporting her um, overwhelmingly for the most part. And there have been some members of Donald Trump's camp who have admitted that, and there have been some, I think, who have debated that. Um, but from your perspective as a psychologist, is it obvious why women are supporting her? In other words, are women just supporting Secretary Clinton because she's a female, or do women see her as someone who represents their, uh, their thinking, their values, and where they want to be in 10 to 15 years? Well, you know, it oh. would definitely empower women to have a woman represent them, for sure. Uh, there are issues with her uh, that is something that we need to debate. Uh, will she continue to do things that give her the right image, but necessarily not do things in a way that's right uh, for our country? There is a big concern because it's what Hillary says that you really have to listen to very closely. I mean, with Donald, it's the way he says it. So is there a concern? Well, one concern would be that you know, younger generations need to know that if this woman empowerment uh, well, she's paying 30% less to women than she is to men. Uh, if there's women empowerment, what kind of message is she giving about a relationship? Uh, to look away, well, that worked uh, in the 50s when there were double standards. Uh, she's in politics. Uh, she needs to be exposed to what she's doing. I know if you're a private citizen, it's nobody's business. But the message she is giving is not a solid, solid message of women empowerment in politics. Uh, she's risked lives. And, you know, as a woman, I don't like saying this. I'd like to say she's 100% okay. But we're looking to see if she is a valid candidate uh, for our political arena. I mean, I can say just as many bad things about Donald. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not just uh, siding with one party or the other, uh, although the media seems to side with one party. You know, I thought the media was supposed to be very neutral. That's not the case, believe me. A baby fox five, wow. I don't know, for sure. But, um, you know, we're talking about uh, something very serious with terrorism today, uh, are we going to uh, be in a better place? Well, you can't be passive. You have to really be assertive. You have to be able to get along uh, with uh, the dictators. Uh, you have to uh, be able to say, this is what I'm going to do, and it's going to be something that's going to make a difference, not look away. Too much has been looked away from, and people are very emotionally insecure because of that. So, yes, there are a lot of people voting for her, but they're still not feeling that safe. 
Okay. But then you're saying that obviously they're voting or from what the pre-polling has showed us and even some of the early votes that the women have continued to vote in her favor. And it would be interesting to see the final numbers and how that breaks down. And I assure you, I'm sure both major parties will be looking at the breakdown planning in the future. Let's turn our sights to businessman Donald Trump. Um, uh, you uh, pointed out yourself that he uh, sort of says things, I guess, as, as it comes out. And uh, unlike other politicians or elected officials in the past who have been more seemingly um, poised or uh, rehearsed in what they're saying, he shoots it from the hip the way he and his arrogance and his camp describes it. Now, obviously, he has a uh, millions of people um, that support him and that like him, or, or in the way you describe Hillary Clinton, they're voting for him, not saying they agree with everything. Uh, but there are lots of people, as you know, who he has offended. Um, some minorities, some women. You know, when it's all said and done, the United States is a melting pot, Dr. Frida. Uh, what does it mean if Donald Trump is elected, if he's the 45th president? Uh, some of the words we know um, that he said has not always been uh, the kindest words. What does that mean for those who he may have offended if he's elected Wednesday morning? Well, you know, for sure, he's a businessman. And there's a certain mentality, uh, old boys network. I'm not saying it's right, of course, but as an analyst to understand his generation, similar to Hillary's generation, is one that accepted that. The younger generation, okay. the millennials, as you spoke about it, is not accepting it as quickly. They're having difficulty with these messages uh, that these people are giving today. Um, with Donald, it's the way he says it also. Uh, he's somebody who does give equal pay to women when he pays people. Uh, there, it's been on the record that he doesn't pay everybody. But uh, uh, he is somebody who does get along uh, with Putin, with people that are strong and aggressive. That's a good thing. But then again, when he speaks, he gives a message of somebody who's not uh, rehearsed. People love that. But then when he does that, and he's not studied, uh, he doesn't seem responsible often for what he's saying. It's too much off the cuff, and that needs to be changed in order for him to be taken seriously by other countries, and that's going to be something, if he's elected, that he really needs to work on. Let's talk about something. I know you said that uh, he sort of speaks off the cuff, and the, the millions who do uh, support him, who are casting votes today, are saying, hey, that makes him uh, likable. That's appealing to him. Um, but, you know, Dr. Frida, I'm sure maybe you would agree with this to a certain degree as a psychologist. All we can go by is your actions and your words. And if I don't really know you, I'm going by your words. And if you're saying words referring to women or referring to certain groups as a certain way, am I really to believe, and you know there's someone sitting out there right now saying, well, the tape, the inside edition with Billy Bush, that he speaks that way about women, but he doesn't really think that way about women. Is that is that something that most people, and I shouldn't say most people, but some people are willing to think is logical? Because I, I guess in all fairness, if you call me an offensive word, but you're saying I really don't feel that way, then why are you saying that? You're absolutely right. And these men have gotten away with this. Uh, they talk amongst themselves. They don't necessarily follow through, and it makes their ego bigger. You have to understand that businessmen uh, tend to try to build up their egos. You know, psychopathic tendencies, sociopathic tendencies, these people make the best presidents, narcissism, uh, feelings of grandiose feelings, uh, self-centered leadership qualities. A lot of these uh, presidents had these. Uh, diagnoses or I, I can't diagnose but these type of uh, character traits so that's part of it uh, as I said what happened in the 50s is no longer acceptable Kennedy's affairs and people looked away Clinton couldn't get away with Donald Trump cannot get away with using this kind of language it's no longer acceptable we don't live our lives this way men have become more nurturers uh, more supportive of women. Uh, women are not objectified the way they used to be. And this has to be something that has to change because the public will not put up with this. You know, before you leave us, I want to bring up a slogan uh, for both 
candidates, major candidates, if you will. Of course, businessman Donald Trump, the slogan is Make America Great Again. What does that mean, Dr. Frida, for the millions of Americans who disagree with his politics, for the millions of Americans who go back to the 1950s that you mentioned, um, where they don't necessarily see America have been great. They are proud, patriotic Americans, but when many people think of the 1940s, think of the 1950s, African Americans were fresh in this country, okay, especially in the Southeast. African Americans were not voting in this country due to grandfather laws where some had to speak Russian or cite the entire U.S. Constitution. We know there are those with uh, certain sexualities that were not welcome. We know uh, that there are individuals of different faiths that were not welcome in certain parts of the country. So when they say make America great again, my question is, does Donald Trump camp not realize why some people would find that offensive? Uh, he does not. That's the problem. Uh, what, what we would find offensive, he sees things differently. So, again, as an analyst, to understand where this person is coming from, and he's not too well scripted as Hillary is. He doesn't have that backing, which he should have gotten, but he didn't. So he's saying the country has gone too global. We've been there for everybody else, and we're weaker. Uh, we don't have that kind of power that we used to have. And people are not looking to us the way they used to for answers because we're losing a grip over our own society uh, with uh, the, our financial situation, our economics, uh, with racial, uh, racial divide, even more so, and yet we have a black, uh, an African-American president. Um, we're not in a good place uh, with terrorism increasing, um, not knowing what's around the corner. Uh, so he's coming on strong. He's going to go out there and get them. He's going to protect us. A lot of people want to hear this. I understand your voice represents uh, a majority of middle-class America, how they feel about how he represents himself. But because he's done so well in the past, uh, he continues to be his genuine self in a way it's refreshing for people who don't want to be in the political arena anymore. But another way yeah. is being interpreted in such a way that he's coming on as somebody who's crass, somebody who doesn't have substance, uh, somebody who's clueless the way he speaks. It's true. Let's talk about the slogan of Secretary Clinton, I'm with her. Um, it seems to have resonated um, with many people, especially women. I bring that point back. Um, but for some males that may be a baby boomer who grew up in a different time, the time that Clinton and Trump both grew up, they're both baby boomers, uh, would a male necessarily be offended that I'm with her or you don't think that's been an issue um, yet with this campaign season? No, they're not, actually. It's a, it's a great question, men. Uh, for some reason, do not like Hillary. Uh, they think that she's coming on too aggressive. And, you know, it's interesting because if a man came on uh, in the same way, they'd say he's assertive. It would be positive. But if a woman comes on that way, she's aggressive. They don't okay. really feel that she is somebody who is genuine. As I said, she's well-scripted. Um, and a lot of men, now women, a lot of women love her, uh, but a lot of men don't. You know, is there a double standard as a psychologist, as a human being? Do you see a double standard? Because the way you described it, there are the people that certainly support Donald Trump. They're saying he's aggressive, he's assertive. Yeah, that's we need someone that's going to do rough talk. But then when they're looking at the actions of Hillary Clinton, if you will, Secretary Clinton, then all of a sudden she's too aggressive, she's over the top. Um, people have described her in other ways. Is that a double standard? There's absolutely a double standard, and it's very sad to say that we still continue in this time in our society that we treat and look at women differently. So we judge her. Uh, is she smiling? Uh, is she uh, dressed in a certain way? Uh, we really judge everything about her that we wouldn't judge a man. I mean, if Donald is talking, we're not looking to see how many times he's smiling. Uh, we're not looking to wow. see... If he looks angry or if he doesn't look angry, we don't okay. discuss that, but we do discuss character traits about Hillary. Wow. Wednesday morning, we will know, uh, if not before, later tonight, who will be uh, the president of the United States. Uh-oh. Will it, will it heal 
everything, Dr. Frida, will, will there be healing? And the next day we say, hey, we're, we're going to hold hands and be back, or will this country continue to be divided from your perspective? You know, we're all in this together, and we all want the same thing. We want liberty, freedom of speech. We want to be able to have a good life to educate our children. We're all in this together. I think we should grow up and get real and realize that whoever we end up having, we shouldn't panic, and we should be able to feel that we can trust that person who's going to be our president. And if someone sees the results, and it's not what they wanted, it's not what they expected, and they're feeling uh, anxiety or they're having panic attacks, what would be your professional advice? Don't have a panic attack. Uh, Friends are important, and they should remain friends unless you're looking for an excuse to get rid of them. But other other than that, uh, you should really uh, realize that every candidate needs time don't discuss your feelings with anybody. We're living in a very emotional state. I see this in my okay. practice. I see with people like, you know, it's interesting. People who are voting for Trump don't even want to tell, tell anybody. So it's, it's a very personalized situation. Don't okay. push the panic button. Don't take anxiety pills. Wait a little while. It'll pass. Okay. And maybe something good will happen. Who knows? What can I tell you? Make it Thank easy. you. We're going to have to have you back on to talk about where, where we go from here with the healing process. But really quick before you leave us, where can our yeah. national and international yeah. listeners go for more information about you? Well, I have a website. It's Dr. Frida. I haven't used it for a while, but you can see some of my radio and television, uh, you know, interviews that I've had on there. And, wow. Uh, my Thank book, you. Yeah. My pleasure. Be well. And the best to you. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. You're Frida. The best. You're the best. Bye-bye. Are you looking for a family-based radio talk show that addresses the relevant issues and concerns of today? You have found the right option. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is your award-winning radio talk show that's for every member of the family. We feature meaningful conversations each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our brand-new website by visiting www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is talking Talk Radio with Substance. Tune in. Welcome back, everyone. What a show. What a night. It is election 2016. America will elect the next president of the United States to take the oath of office after President Barack Obama. Well, everyone, we will know very soon in a matter of hours, just a few hours, who officially will take this race. Now, Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show. We'll be back on next Tuesday night, and we'll discuss the results. We'll break down the demographics. We will give you up close and personal facts of the election, okay? All will be well uh, then. We certainly know that. Well, if you are interested in sending us show feedback or questions or concerns, please shoot us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com. Admin at ltaradio.com. Remember to connect with us out there on social media. We're on your favorite social media sites. Connect to our website by visiting ltaradio.com. Remember, we offer news, talk, and music. And speaking of music, the tunes of inspirational rapper B.J. Bowman will air now. The name of the track is Take Heed, Take Heed. This is a world debut here on Let's Talk America radio show. Remember, we broadcast live on Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the one and only, the very popular WAEC Love 860 AM radio station out of Atlanta, Georgia. For more information, please visit the website again at lta8radio.com. All right, everyone, happy voting if you have not voted yet on the West Coast, and we shall keep you tuned in with the results. Follow us on Twitter, S.S. Thornton. All right, the tunes of B.J. Bowman will close us out. Have one phenomenal week. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is an entity of Pageant and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2016. Views of the guests are their own. They do not reflect those of the staff or production team of Let's Talk America Radio. For more information, please visit www.ltaradio.com. Coming back and play.
blazing glory, no doubt for everyone. And we all got to answer each one for what we done. So let's praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Come on, praise the Lord. Let's praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Everybody on one accord, yeah. I mean, that's it with trials and tribulations. It's so easy to take in this time of migration. The race is not given to the swift or the strong, but to the one who endures in Christ will live on, yeah. Times are hard. Out here in these streets, life is real, but you're dying. It's time for church folks to come out and for walls. You see, God is Jesus, that's our basic for us all. Yo, say Jesus, it's a word to the wise. Better open your eyes and realize he's alive. Coming back in blazing glory, no doubt, for everyone. And we all got to answer each one for what we done. So let's praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Come on, praise the Lord. Let's praise him. Praise him. Praise him, everybody on one accord, yeah. It's a mother's prayer that a child is saved. Lord God, and every day you teach him on your way. The streets are calling me, but Lord, so are you. And it's the thing that we all have to do is choose. Born to die from the cradle to the grave. On my knees, I pray that I die to my evil ways. Here I am, Lord, signs to deliver. My ways are 